Well, good morning, everyone, and welcome to The Jar. My name is Chris, and we're so glad that you chose to hang out with us today. Uh, does anyone love movies? Anyone love movies? Okay. Those of you on the stream, join us too. That's always fun when more are involved. Um, has anyone seen the new Taylor Swift movie? Any... Uh, Anyone? Anyone? Okay, I see some people back there, some up in the balcony. There's some Swifties up in the house. Um, so on Friday, my youngest daughter wanted to go to the Taylor Swift uh, movie, and so she went with some of her friends, and I kind of felt a little bit bad, but I kind of wanted to go myself. And so I said, hey, can I go? And like a teenager, she looked at me and she goes, uh, Dad, you're not invited. And I was like, seriously, like, I really want to go. And so my oldest daughter, the one I love more, um, <laughs> she actually said, Dad, I'll go with you. And so uh, she and I are going to plan a time to do that. Anyone seen the movie The Blind, uh, the story of Phil Robertson? Okay, a few people. Uh, my wife, Jennifer, and I, uh, the, the, the founder of Duck Dynasty, uh, Phil Robertson's The Story of His Life. And uh, my wife, Jennifer, and I went... And one of us, like, cried through much of the movie. You want to take a guess who it was? Yeah, exactly. I'm a crybaby. I know. And Jen didn't cry at all, and I did. She had to comfort me, console me, you know, that kind of thing. Uh, anyone seen the movie Paw Patrol, the Mighty Movie? Uh, okay. See? Someone needs to take you, though, right? Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, they're, they're that one. You know, I'm thinking about that, too. Well, uh Throughout most of my life, I never thought things like movies or music or television shows really uh, influenced me that much. I never felt like the culture uh, influenced me at all. But shortly after my youngest daughter was Shiloh, with this, uh, was born uh, with this mindset, now she's 14. She's the one, by the way, that did not invite me to Taylor Swift, uh, just so you can pray for her. Um, but right shortly after she was born, I was watching a movie called The Hangover, and uh, it had some funny parts in it, and I liked it, and I was done with the movie, and then I got a prompting from the Holy Spirit shortly after that that said this, uh, Chris, would you allow your daughters to watch this? Would you watch this movie with them? And I was like, no way, I would never let them do that. And then God has a tendency to do this when he wants to convict us. He came back with kind of a second prompting, not audibly, but just in my spirit. Well, if you're not going to let your daughters watch it, Chris, then why are you watching? Now, if you saw the movie like I did, you're not going to hell. Okay, Jesus still loves you. You're still a Christian, you know, all that kind of stuff. But I have a feeling that for many of you, for many of you, and many of you on the stream, you have kind of become like I was before the hangover, that you've become desensitized to what you watch, what you listen to, what you read in our culture. I mean, we just don't think about it. The culture says, it's fine, you can do whatever, you can watch whatever you want, and so then we just go ahead and do it. And it's not just in movies. It can be in the music that we listen to. It can be in the television shows that we watch. It can be in the TikTok videos that we look at. It can be at the uh, kind of social media clips. It can be the video games that we play. And it can affect any of us. 
So, I want you to be real honest, all of you on the stream as well, and everybody here in the auditorium, everybody in the balcony. Uh, have you ever been watching a movie, or you looked at a TikTok video or something on YouTube, and you're watching it, when all of a sudden you're like, I don't know if I should watch this any further. And then you go ahead and you just keep on watching. Or have you ever had the experience where you're watching something or listening to something or thinking about something or reading something or you get this particular device out and you start flipping through it and then an hour or an hour and a half later, you're like, I've been on it that long. And when you get off the device, you actually feel more anxious. You kind of feel depressed. You actually feel overwhelmed. Have you ever had that experience? Now, next week, I'm going to talk about influence on our relationships and how there can be toxic relationships that we have in our family, with friends, with co-workers. So you'll want to come here and uh, invite someone to be. But today, what I want to talk about is the influence that we sometimes don't recognize because, like I said, we become so desensitized to it. And that is what we watch, what we read, what we um, listen to within the culture that we live in. Now, at this point, I have a feeling that some of you are probably sitting back and you're thinking to yourself that you're going to write me off right now. Because you're like, oh, look at that weird religious fanatic trying to tell me what I should watch or what I shouldn't. I'm not saying that at all. And so I just want to encourage you, stay with me throughout the end of the teaching, and then you can decide from there. Because what I want to talk about today is not legalism or rules, but what I want to talk about is a culture that sometimes, if we're not careful, when we're trying to go, grow closer to God, it actually can put some poison potentially into our lives and to create a hot mess that we didn't even necessarily want. So as you view things, as you watch things, as you listen to things this next week, I want to give you kind of three reminders. And here's the first one. This is your first fill-in. For those of you on the stream, go ahead and just go open your app and you can uh, fill this in. And it says, a little bit of poison goes a long way. A little bit of poison goes a long way. Paul, one of Jesus' closest followers and uh, a person who wrote close to half of the New Testament, uh, one day was talking to a group of Christians, and he used this example of how just a little bit of yeast can spread through the dough and affect the way that you make bread. And he was talking about yeast and the fact that in biblical times, yeast was often referred to as sin. And he's saying how just a small little bit of sin, how it can actually overtake a whole person. In 1 Corinthians chapter 5, Paul says this, Don't you know that a little yeast works through the whole batch of dough? Get rid of the old yeast that you may be a new batch without yeast, as you really are. You know, folks, a lot of us think, well, just a little bit of sin is not that big a deal. Just a little bit is okay. Just a little bit of poison won't pollute a person. And yet Paul says, get rid of the old yeast. Get rid of the sin. Get rid of the toxic influences. 
Because the truth is, a little bit of poison, just a little bit of poison, can go a long way. I love a story that I read several years ago about a single mom uh, who was struggling with her teenage son because her teenage son wanted to go to an R-rated movie with some of his friends. And so uh, he says, Mom, it's really not that bad. There's only like a little bit of bad in a couple different places. Just a couple of bad things, but everything else is okay. And the mom knew about the movie and she was concerned. And so she was just kind of saying, God, give me some idea. And then God kind of worked with her and gave her an amazing idea that was kind of awesome. And basically uh, what that uh, happened is that in the midst of her idea, she recognized that, you know, what I should do is uh, I should come up with an idea of telling him it's okay. And so she went back downstairs and she said, hey, it's absolutely okay for you to go to the movie. You can go to the rated R movie and also uh, you can go with your friends. And what I simply want you to do is I want you to help me to make some brownies. And the teenage son was like, really? Like brownies? And I get to go to the rated R movie? And she's like, yeah, but I want you to contribute to the brownies with me. And he's like, yeah, no problem whatsoever. And uh, so she said, what I want you to do is to go into the backyard and I want you to get just a spoonful scoop of the dog's poop. And so she goes to the backyard and he's like, oh, mom, really? She's like, yeah, yeah, I want you to do that. So she, he, he goes to the backyard. He gets this little spoonful of poop and then he brings it in like a teenager, you know, he's like, and she goes, oh, you've got way too much. I don't need that much. And so she goes ahead and she says, I just need that much and cuts it in half. And then she goes to her brownie mix and she puts it in the brownie mix. And he's like, oh, that's disgusting, mom. She's like, no, 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 it's fine. And uh, she goes, like, we're going to have to eat that. And she started mixing it all up and said, well, it's just a little bit of poop. And in that moment, he realized that he had been got. That he realized that maybe just a little bad wasn't quite good enough, and he realized he wasn't going to the movie. And so here is the moral of the story. A little bit of poop goes a long way, people. A little bit of poop goes a long way. A little bit of poison can go a long way. Now, A lot of adults who are sitting here right now and a lot of you that are parents are going, well, I can handle bad influences. I can handle bad images. It doesn't create a hot mess in my mind. I can handle it, but I just don't want my kids to see it. So let me ask you, why would you not want your kids to see it? Or why wouldn't you want your niece or your nephew to see something? Because you don't want to be a bad influence on them, right? Like, that's why you don't want them to see it. And yet, it's okay, though, for that bad influence to affect you. 
Folks, this is not just about movies, though. In the world that we live in, where we're on this device constantly, it can be that funny TikTok video where all of a sudden they're kind of twerking. I'm not going to do it right now, okay? But doing that booty pump going, whoa, 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 whatever that is. Or watching a video clip of something or something on YouTube or violence within a video game. And all of a sudden, it does influence us and it does affect our behaviors. It could even be a television show that some of you might watch, like The Bachelor. Boy, I'm meddling now, aren't I? The Bachelor or The Bachelorette. Or for those of you that are 60 or older, they don't want you to be alone anymore. Have you seen this show? The Golden Bachelor. It's not bad enough that we want to affect how people affect mates with younger people. Now they want to do it with people who are in their golden years. And I mean, this sounds like wonderful advice if you're trying to find a mate, right? You just go and you spend the night with one person. The next night you spend the night with a different person. The next night you spend the night with the third person. And after you've had sex with all three of them, then you just decide who you're going to live the rest of your life with. That makes sense, doesn't it? I should just use that as my thing. You see, folks, it's just a little bit of poop in the brownies, though. Just a little bit. But a little bit of poison actually can go a long way. Here's the second thing that you need to remember when looking at influences that we have in the culture. And it's this. Just because everyone does it doesn't make it right. Just because everyone else does it doesn't make it right. Now, I sound like your mom, don't I? Yeah. And the truth is, is that mom actually was right on this one. I mean, just because everyone else is doing it. And this isn't just for teenagers. This is for those of you that are 60, 70, whatever, because the culture affects all of us. And just because everyone else is doing it doesn't make it right. Romans 12, 2 in the message version says this, do not become well-adjusted to your culture that you fit into it without even thinking. That's pretty strong, isn't it? Do not become so well-adjusted to the culture that you fit into it without even thinking. Instead, fix your attention on God. You'll be changed from the inside out. Readily recognize what he wants from you and quickly respond to it. Unlike the culture around you, always dragging you down to its level of immaturity. God brings the best out of you, develops well-formed maturity in you. It's so easy to say, well, everybody else is, everybody else is, everybody else is, everybody else is. But just because everybody else is, doesn't make it right. In Numbers chapter 13, there's a story that deals with this whole point. The Israelites are told by God, go into this land and take it. It's for you. And what they decide is they're going to send 12 spies into this land. And they go in and check on it. Now, 10 of the spies 
come back from the land, but they're representing themselves. And they're like, well, the land's really good. It's really, really nice. But there are some giant people there, and they're going to eat us up. And so what happens is, is the Israelites say, well, that's the majority. That's 10 of them. So they've got to be right. And then these other two guys who were spies, come back and say, hey, we saw the land too. And yeah, there are giants, but God has our back. He's going to see us through this. And they were actually the ones that were right. But the Israelites thought, well, the majority can't be wrong. So we've got to actually go with them and not the minority." And they didn't get the land for years and decades upon decades because of what they chose to see what was right. Folks, just because everyone else does, does not mean that it's pleasing to God or it's helpful to you. Just because everyone else does it, doesn't make it right. And then here's a third thing that I want you to think about as you watch things, listen to things, and read things this week. Just because I could doesn't mean I should. Just because I could doesn't mean I should. Now, folks, if you're a follower of Christ, this is what I want you to know, that you have tremendous freedom in Christ. There is tremendous freedom in him. I mean, I could... Break the speed limit today, coming to church, and the truth is, I'm not meddling now. Um, you could break the speed limit coming to church today, and you could still love Jesus and still be a Christian and still go to heaven. Is that true? Absolutely. You could speed all the way here if you wanted to, but should you? Probably not. Could I eat all the food that I, or all the junk food that I wanted to and just kind of balloon up as a person, never exercise and still be a Christian and still go to heaven? Absolutely. But should I do that? Probably not. Could I get into massive debt and buy things that I can't afford with money that I don't have to please people that I don't even know? Does this sound familiar to anybody? Could I do that and still go to heaven? Yes, but should I? Probably not. Paul said this in 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 12. Everything is permissible for me, but not everything is beneficial. Everything is permissible for me, but I will not be mastered by it. Now, like I said, uh, the truth is, folks, is that you and I have choices that we make. And I want to be really, really crystal clear here. That there is tons of freedom that you have in Christ. And I do not want to be a legalistic person who puts uh, lines in the sand to draw on the standards of others of what they're doing as they're going through their own spiritual walk. 
For example, I've heard people say this before, people that I respect who are good Christian people that I care for, but they'll say, a good Christian should never watch a rated R movie. Never. Now, The Passion of the Christ, this movie. Anybody want to guess what the rating was? It was rated R. Rated R because of the brutal, brutal violence that was there. I would want everybody to go see that movie though because it impacted millions and millions and millions of people. Hundreds of millions were brought closer to Christ because of that particular movie. It impacted people. Folks, this is what I believe. That you're smart enough that when God works in your life, that you'll be able to know what line to draw. Not a legalistic line, but one that is holy unto him. You know, one thing that I've done since uh, 2010 uh, when I watched the movie The Hangover is that before each movie that I watch, I go to an app on my phone that's called Common Sense Media. And it's not like this high religious Jesus. Rah, rah, rah. It just says, hey, this is what's in the movie. Common sense. And they give you all of the different things that you're going to watch. They've all been previewed. And so you know before you go to the movie what it's going to be. And what I do is I read the preview and I simply ask a question, are the things in this movie God honoring or not? And then from the things that will be in the movie, I make a decision on whether I'm going to watch it in the theater or whether I'm not. Now, the truth is, folks, there are some particular movies just by the title that you don't even have to go to common sense media. You can make a decision very quickly, like Hell's Revenge, The Virgin Suicides, Hangover for me, like I should have just known. That's probably not going to help me grow in my faith very much, you know. And yet I went ahead and I didn't have that in there because I didn't think that anything in the culture ever influenced me. And the truth is that the influence is not just in media, but now, uh, or on movies, but any media, many social media because of this. And in the music that we listen to. True example. Our youngest daughter was listening to an artist uh, where the artist had a lot of things about depression and uh, life wanting to be ended and all kinds of stuff. And we, we let her listen to this for a while. And then we noticed she started going up in her room and closing the door. And, and then finally we were like, what's going on? She just seemed so down. And we realized she was listening to a particular artist. And we said, you can't listen to this person anymore. We took it away. We're mean parents. Like, we're really, really mean. And we said, you just can't listen to that. You can listen to all this other stuff. You just can't listen to that. And so she stopped listening to that. You know what happened literally within a week? She wasn't discouraged. She wasn't down. She wasn't depressed. She wasn't overwhelmed. She actually had joy back in her life again. She was listening to other secular stuff. We allow our kids to do that. But that particular one, that wasn't helping her. And so with everything, you've got to ask this question. Is what I'm watching and what I'm listening to is what I'm reading, honoring God. Now, folks, at this point, some of you are probably thinking to yourself, well, Chris, such and such just doesn't bother me. 
mean, I'm an adult and such and such doesn't bother me. Sex scenes don't bother me. Profanity doesn't bother me. Well, let me say this. Just because it doesn't bother you doesn't mean it shouldn't bother you. Let me say that again. Just because it doesn't bother you, you don't think it influences you, doesn't mean that it shouldn't bother you. I mean, I didn't know what was going to go on with the movie The Hangover when I was watching it before I did. And I would have told you before watching that, that nothing bothers me with that kind of stuff. I get it. But after it, I looked at Common Sense Media, and this is what I found. That God's name is taken in vain 31 times in the movie. And all of a sudden, after I saw that, I was ashamed. It bothered me. Like, it really bothered me. Now, folks, today is a tough message. I get it. There are times in which it's messages that are encouraging and building you up, and this is how you can do it. But sometimes we have to think about what it is that is influencing our mind and within our lives. What is it? And I hope that what you see is that this is a message that I'm sharing with you because I love you. Not because I'm trying to condemn you or judge you or put you down. Because the truth is, I want what's best for your life. I want what's best for your family. I want, I want what is best for your spiritual life. So if you don't want to have a hot mess, you can't be watching, looking, reading hot mess things that affect you whether you believe it or not. Your thought patterns. And so you have to test the influences that are in your life. Scripture says this in First Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 21. It reads this, test everything, hold on to the good, and avoid every kind of evil. Let's read this together all out loud. Everybody on the stream, join us as well. Let's read it together. One, two, three. Test everything, hold on to the good, and every avoid every kind of evil. Now, uh, let that sink in for just a second. Test it. Test it. Is this good? Or is this not good? If it's good, we hold on to it. If it's not, we avoid it. If it's evil, we avoid it. So, what kind of evil should you and I avoid? Every kind of evil. Every kind of evil. If it's sin, if it's not helpful, if it's hurtful to God, if it's hurtful to us, if it's hurtful to people around us, we have to avoid it. We've got to let it go. That's what we do. Now, how do we test our influences? Those things in our life in the culture, how do we test them? Well, kind of rapid fire style, I want to give you three questions that you could use to test the influences around you. The first one is this, am I being entertained by sin? Am I being entertained by sin? Is this Instagram picture, this TikTok video, uh, you know, TikTok, you can't stop kind of thing. You just keep doing it again and again, more and more reels that you watch, whatever video it is in the music. Is this not pleasing to God? Am I being entertained by sin? Now, I know what a lot of people will say is, but Chris, this movie is so hilarious. This reel that I, oh my gosh, you should have seen the like, look at this. It is so funny. 
Well, the truth is, I love funny movies. I love funny reels. I love funny television shows. But let me ask you this. If I told a funny, hilarious racial joke right now, would that still be okay? Yes or no? No. Would it be funny? No. No. It wouldn't be. It wouldn't be. Funny doesn't make it right or wrong. Funny doesn't make it right or wrong. If it's wrong, it's wrong. If it's prejudiced, it's wrong. It's just wrong. Because funny doesn't make wrong right. Let me say that again. Funny, that's good preaching right there. Funny doesn't make wrong right. Funny never makes wrong right. So am I being entertained by sin? Second question is this, is it pleasing to God? Is it pleasing to God? Folks, God is not just your little buddy that you get to hang out with and be like, oh, what's up? Actually, he is the holy creator, sustainer of the entire universe. He is so holy. He is so beyond what you and I could ever think or dare or imagine. He is so holy that in his purest essence, no human being can even be close to him and live. We are to live in such a way that the glory and the honor of him is so pleasing to him that if it pleases him, we'll do it. If it's not pleasing to him, then we choose not to get involved. And the third question is this, does this lure me away from Christ? Is what I'm watching, what I'm reading, what I'm looking at on my phone, does it lure me away from from Christ. If it does, let's avoid what that is. Now, I have a feeling that some of you are thinking right now to yourself, oh crap, like what am I going to do with my time now? What am I going to do with my time? Because when I think about my favorite show, or when I think of my favorite social media influencer, or when I think of the YouTube channel that I watch constantly, I mean, what am I going to do with my time if I'm not doing that? Well, could I give you some suggestions? The first one is this. If you're a parent, spend time with your kids. Take bicycle rides, play games, do, let them paint your nails, you know, like whatever it is, hang out with them. That's what you could do. You could actually choose to serve in the church. Nathan has this new job, you know, as our volunteer director. He needs volunteers. Like say, hey, I'll help, I'll do something. How can I do that? Become a part of a small group. You could do that. Or for some of you, if you are battling with some emotional kind of challenges and you need emotional healing. And the truth is you're anxious, you're depressed, you're overwhelmed, maybe because of some of the culture, some of the stuff in your life, some of the stuff in uh, your world that's going on, you could be a part of the emotional healing group. We had 23 people that were there this last Thursday saying, you know what, I don't want to stay stuck anymore. 
And some of you are sitting there right now and you are stuck and your pride's in the way and you just won't get out of the way. But you should come on Thursday because you can get unstuck and all of a sudden you can be around some other people who are going to encourage you and build you up and give you abundant hope. And God will work in the midst of what that is. Or, or what you could do, you could get involved in our community. You could actually volunteer for something. You could mentor someone. You could open up this particular book. Like you could open it up and you could read it. You could actually open it up and read it. And some of you, I know what you're going to say. I'm not going to carry that big book around everywhere. Well, you know what? You can uh, take the Bible with you. On this device, there's actually something that you could go ahead, and some of you should do this, put your phone up to the screen, those of you on the stream can do it as well, and go ahead and take the QR code of the YouVersion Bible, and guess what? They have videos, they have music, they have reading. You can watch, you can listen, you can read any of the things on there, and you can actually be consumed with the things of God. I mean, just imagine, just imagine what your life would be like. How different your life could be this week. If you just stopped taking in a little bit of poop. Just a little bit. What would your life be like? And you started allowing God to come into your life in some ways and influence you in ways that the culture can't. And each day you just say, I'm not going to be perfect, but I'm going to try to do a little bit more right than the day before. I'm going to choose the right over the wrong. Just imagine how you would change. Just imagine how your family would change. Just imagine how our church could change. Just imagine how our community would change. And so this week, this is my challenge to you to think about it, to talk about it, to pray about it and allow the Holy Spirit to work in your life on what the influences are so that your life may not be so much of a hot mess. Let's pray. God, thank you so very much for your love for us, loving us no matter what. God, I pray right now for every single person here, every person on the stream right now, God, that you would help them not to feel any condemnation, no legalism, but to help them to experience freedom that comes when they turn to you. So right now you might be sitting there, you're on the stream right now, and you're wondering, you know what, I'm ready to test some of these influences, Chris. I'm ready to do it. I'm ready to test and see if it's good, I'm gonna hold on to it. And if it's not, then I'm going to avoid it. I'm gonna 
push it away. But Chris, I can't do it on my own. Well, you know what? The truth is, I can't do it on my own either. I am not strong enough to do this. I'm weak in this area. And so what if you need and what I need is to call out to God and say, God, I want to be different. I want to be different in the things that I think about, look at, watch, read, listen to. I want to be different in this. I'm not going to be perfect, but I want to take a step this week to do that. Whatever that step looks like for you. I want to be different in some way. And if that's you, I'm going to ask you to do a bold thing. No one looking around, but if you're like, God, I want to be different in this area of influence. I don't want to be a hot mess in that. If that's you, I'm going to invite you to just raise your hand. Let me pray for you. God, thank you for every hand that is raised. God, help each person to be reminded that you are with them. You are for them. Help them to choose you over every other influence. And God, when they're tempted to watch something or listen to something or to read something that doesn't honor you, remind us, God, to test whatever that is and to hold on to what is good and to avoid what is evil. And if we fall and we don't hit the mark, God, would you send your grace and your love and your forgiveness in that moment to remind us that you did not come into this world to condemn the world, but you came to love us and help us to choose again to please you and to cling to you. And I pray that you would do this in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, finally, I just want to talk to those of you that maybe you don't have a relationship with God. When you think about your life, you're like, you know what? I haven't really been influenced by God that much at all. I've been influenced by everything in the culture, everything in my relationships, all of that. And the truth is, though, I'm not very happy and things aren't going so great in my life right now. And I'm telling you, the first influence that would change your life, it's what it did for me. When I was 26, I said, God, I don't want to just keep living here. I really want to look different in you. I'm not going to be perfect, but I want to do that. And would you grow me in that? And he came down from heaven to earth and he died on a cross. And three days later, he rose again so that you could have eternal life. And he says, no matter how dark your past has been, and my past was so dark. He said, I'll receive you. You come to me and over time, I'll help you in the midst of influence. And he does this because of his great love for you. He says, I'll take dark and I'll put light into it. I'll take what you thought was bad and bring good. And I will love you like no one else. And so today, if you're ready to say, that's what I want to hold on to. I want to hold on to that and I want to avoid the things of this world. I want Jesus in my life. I need his love. I need his grace. I need his forgiveness. I need his second chance. I want his influence in my life. Then I'm going to invite you in a prayer. It's not a prayer that you pray by yourself, but it's one that we pray together. And I invite you for you. Maybe this is your first time that you've really meant it. Like, I want this, God. I want to be different. I invite you in this prayer. And if you would, if you feel comfortable, just repeat it after me. Repeat after me. Heavenly Father, I give my life to you. Jesus, save me. Forgive me of my sins. Make me brand new. Fill me with your spirit so I can know you, serve you, and follow you for the rest of my life. My life is not my own. Today, I give it to you. Thank you for new life. 
Now you have mine. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.